Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, 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 how are we doing on this fine fucking Friday? Caleb, what's up? Just happy it's Friday. The work week's over. Uh, time to relax, light up, and have a good time with the fellas. Damn, bro. It sounds what like you you've heard that before. Repeat that? Yeah, Jesus. Gio, what's up, brother? <laughs> parrot over here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, guys? Another episode in the books. I feel like just we had a January lull for a minute, minus episode 100, and I'm just ready to you know, get through the shitty part of the year. So, like, obviously... Dude, we really we don't take days off. Obviously, like, yeah. dude, this this show is obviously a grind. We know that. Um, we'll say this: we do have some guests planned. Guests will be coming on in the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, because of you know, things could go wrong. You never know. I, I, but there are some guests coming on. I think you guys are really going to enjoy them. Uh, dry January. Wanted to touch on dry January. Um. I feel like it's for quitters or or people that have issues. It's uh, it's exactly for people with a a drinking problem. I mean, my problem is that I'm not drinking enough. So uh, do this first pour right here. Yeah, maybe first you drink. did need dry January. Nah, not at all. He needs Jesus. Alcohol is good for my body. I'm like one of those people with a rare genetic disorder where alcohol just enhances me. There's still some people that have Viking DNA in them, and when you drink alcohol, it just enhances. Everything about you. So, do you feel like you have better conversations and you're more fluent in your words when you have more to drink? <laughs> if I am not stuttering during the show, it's because I've been drinking and things are working out well for me. Enhancer. Okay. okay, I get that. What do you think, Gio? You think you're? Depends what I'm drinking. When you drink, do you feel like you feel a little looser? Looser? Do you feel like you're more willing to engage in a conversation you might not want to have? Probably. I mean, I feel like that's just a natural effect of alcohol. Yeah. What's the verdict on dry January? Uh, I think I said it in the beginning. <laughs> what about you, Caleb? It's for it's for people who have a drinking problem. Like, like I'm going to give my body the 30-day reset, and then I'm going to go back to being a complete fucking degenerate again. Yeah. yeah those 30 days mean nothing to your liver, buddy. Yeah, nothing. Just, just shock your system. Nothing. Yeah. Just And then when you hit it hard again in February... What good did you do yourself? Just remember, that's like a punishment, well, dude. Dudes who get like DUIs and shit, like they have to give up drinking for like months at a time. Um, by cho- like to do that by choice, I don't know. I just I don't agree with it. I don't get it. Well, speaking of drinking and smoking, I guess we'll get into what we are smoking today. But before that, whoa, you're not gonna let me do my part, man. I stole. You're not gonna today. let me do my part, dude. Well, well go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, Gio, you can just fuck right off for two seconds, okay? Uh, Gio, while we're on that topic, what are we smoking today, buddy? <laughs> well, before I get into exactly that, this portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Crownheads. They are makers of fantastic cigars like the Mildias, the Imperiosa, the Las Calaveras, and the highly acclaimed La Varetta. You can check that out at crownheads.com. Uh, always, Jake. John Huber, Miguel, you guys are great friends of the show. We appreciate you. But today, we are smoking a sort of first for the show. A while back, we smoked the Alec Bradley Filthy Hooligan uh, for a Paddy's Day special. 
That was a very, very, very fun episode, by the way. Yes. It was uh, not dry january yes. Yeah. Well, it's like the opposite. (laughs) How drunk can I get and function? So this is the Alec Bradley post-embargo B-15, or blend code B-15. Yes, the name is a mouthful. And why I'm going to say this is a quasi first is... Is it like a Vince McMahon mouthful? Yeah. Or we'll get into that <laughs> later. <laughs> but so this is the first Alec Bradley we've had that has been made since they were bought out by General and oh. forged. So this is their this is the first uh So this debuted this at the first one at PCA. PCA last year. Uh they actually had an old they discontinued this line back in 2021 and then they remade it. So there is a whole bunch of shit in this thing here. It is a Honduran Trojes Criollo seed wrapper and dual binders from Honduras, a Hamastran and a Corojo seed, the other a Trojes Corojo seed, and a filler that is Honduran Hamastan Corojo and Trojes Criollo along with Nicaraguan Criollo from the Jalapa region. So they just put a whole bunch of shit in here. A lot of tobacco, mainly the nice little mix that they got going on with. Honduras and Nicaraguan tobacco. So the packaging, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. This was originally what it was supposed to look like when they first released it. And for whatever reason, they had to change it. But uh, Alan Rubin wanted it changed. And that was the, you know, because it was, you know, Alec's dad. Alec? Yeah. Well, no, Alan Rubin wanted it like this, so yeah, it was yeah. the found because he was the founder. And I thought you said Alex. Yeah, and so basically, the name and the original design. This is kind of like a tribute to the original uh, post embargo blend. So nice little there, and what it was supposed to be. This thing we got going on here is the Toro version of the cigar. It is a six by fifty two traditional Toro. They run about ten dollars a stick. They come in boxes of twenty four. So do the math. 24 times 10, 240 bucks. That's what they will set you back. They do sport a unique pigtail cap. Uh, for the record, I punched mine through that cap. Still held up pretty well. How'd you go with that, Caleb? What'd you think of your uh, cut there? You straight cut it? No, I actually went with the V cut just because Ooh. of the shape. And uh, so far, it turned out so good. And even with that little uh, piggy cap at the top, you know, it didn't, you know, the V cut didn't mess it up at all. So, so far, so good. I literally bit that that piece off and then i straight cut mine nice yeah these uh hit stores late september so we're just getting to them now because i there's just too many cigars to smoke in one year i swear this thing is uh very mild i don't know if you're getting it like dude even on the retrohale there's zero pepper on that there's no spice um i dare i say the word just kind of like smooth and i hate saying that about a cigar but I mean, there's like no, there's no bite to it. Nothing. Uh, this, I'm looking forward to getting into this, man. I feel like this is one of those cigars you could chain smoke all day. Yeah. I mean, you know, Alec Bradley's been around for a while. Uh, I mean, we're towing into the legacy brand. Would you consider Alec Bradley a legacy brand? Dude, they've been around a while. I mean, yeah, they were their own thing until they got bought out by general. Yeah. Fucking, that was last year when they just decided to drop fucking fuck you money on everybody. Yeah, it was like STG. They were like, you know what? 
we're going to buy Room 101, we're going to buy Alec Bradley, we're going to buy this guy, we're going to buy that guy, and now they own they own a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah, and we met a... Uh, Same guys, bigger <coughs> playground. Yeah, I don't, we didn't meet uh, Alec or Bradley at PCA, but I think it was Justin we met from Forged. We did, yeah. Yes. Yep. So, good little company, and they seem to be having it out there. And, so little. Yeah. Just well, so little. Yeah, I, I sound like a fucking idiot there, but good crew that they have there. I should say everyone was re- pretty nice and receptive to us. And then you have Matt Booth running around throwing cigars at people, which just lighten the mood. Dude was throwing around some bangers, though. Bro, I'm catching Johnny Tobacco Knots like I'm fucking Randy Moss, and I can't catch for shit. You look good that day. I did. You hey, look listen, that good. you got to, you know, save the prized, you know, possessions. Well... And that is all I have for the Alec Bradley post-embargo blend B-15. Let me give you a little round of applause for that, buddy. That was that was good. Um, I love how Caleb chimed in with like two extra claps. I gave you <laughs> Thank a, you, Steenie. I gave you a golf clap. Uh, Steenie, what do we got? All right. We got uh, another first. What are we drinking? Kind of another first for the show. We haven't done Knob Creek yet, and we are doing... Knob Creek, small batch, 12-year bourbon. Uh, this is a 100-proofer. So uh, this will go for in-stores now, around 50 bucks. Uh, they lower the price. I think a uh, pricing error or something like that. But uh, it's made by Beam Centauri. It is a straight bourbon. Uh, release date ongoing. Uh, it's aged 12 years, like you know, it says on the bottle. Uh, mash bill is 77% corn, 13% rye, and 10% malted barley. Got a nice uh, bronze color there. And actually, first pour, this thing smells great. Really good. I think we're going to make for a nice pairing here with this Elk and Bradley cigar. Uh, We'll see what uh, happens there. But, you know, Jim Beam, Knob Creek, been around for a long, long time. Uh, Knob Creek 12 initially released in 2019. So it's part of a Knob Creek small batch lineup now. But it says 2019 was the first year of the kickoff for that. So For the 12 year? Yeah, for the 12 year. I was going to say, because we were definitely on Whiskey Saturdays drinking Knob Creek. Oh, yeah, but just for the 12 year. Yeah, it's a, you know, comes with a little, it came with a price tag, and then they lowered it recently. So Been if, doing a lot of uh, James B. Beam products lately. We did uh, we did the Booker's, uh, not the Booker's, the Little Freddy Book. No, yeah, the Freddie No yeah, Little Book. Yeah, the yeah. Little Book. Dude, they... Uh, Dude, on the nose, very sweet. Uh, this is a very nice, very nice taste to it. Uh, I, I'm probably gonna drink a lot of this tonight. <laughs> you know oh, what? Lordy. So it came the first edition when it came out. This was only thirty bucks in 2019. Then they got the price range where it was up to like 68, 69, 70 bucks, and now back down to fifty. So maybe some price collections there. This will um, very comparable to Elijah Craig 12, Eagle Rare, and Russell's 10 year. So they say they're all around the same, close in proofs. Close in age. So uh, see how it goes. So far, I'm liking it so far. Great smell, great taste. Uh, very light for 100 proof. Like, there's not getting any significant bite whatsoever. Every one of those compared whiskeys that you named are all fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if this was, uh, I mean, not like a marketing attempt, but like a uh, like a competitive way of saying, listen, this is our comparable brand. This is our comparable year. What can we do to to make this more, you know, competitive with those other ten year bourbons, and also have a little bit of an edge? And I think what uh, what they're doing as far as like aging in another two years and then putting it out right at that same price point, I mean, brilliant, man. But it's nice to see that uh, 
that this is coming down in price. Which is keep staggering. fighting the good fight, guys. <laughs> Everything's going up. Well, it's kind of like I hate to talk about vodka in this, but you know, back in the day, you had Grey Goose was going for like sixty five at one seven five. Then you had more competition, such as Tito's, Deep Eddie, and now Grey Goose. They're being forced to sell it like forty bucks for a mag now. So, could be. Hopefully, that happens in the whiskey industry. And it's good for us when you have the market. It's nice. It's it, yeah. You could charge whatever you want, and then when you know the next guy on the block comes through, is like, yeah, I'm gonna take a little piece of that pie, and I'm gonna charge half, so nobody's gonna buy your shit anymore, and it's gonna be just as good. So, I mean, I again, trust me, it's a tactical tactical move to do that. Uh, we'll circle back with you guys, and we'll pick up some uh, tasting notes and whatever you guys get on that tasting notes and smells. We'll circle back after we have a couple sips, a couple more pours. So what? I mean, what's on the agenda today, guys? Uh, obviously, it's a little bit of a freestyle episode. We have a couple little things we got to do after this as well. Um, for those listening by now, uh, we are doing our virtual herf. Uh, make sure you guys are checking on our Patreon page because uh, once a month we're going to be doing a virtual herf with the twelve dollar members. Uh, that's the mega herf uh, tier. You guys can pop on with us. It'll also give you access to two biannual giveaways that we're going to be doing. Uh, they're probably going to be pretty ridiculous, if I had to guess. Ridiculous isn't good. But uh, if you're not joining the virtual herf, I don't know what you're doing. Pay the extra six bucks. You're missing out. It'll be fun. We're going to do our virtual herf, you guys. Uh, it'll be a nice time meeting all our members. Patreon.com backslash down to herf podcast. There so we go. check that out. What's oh. on the agenda, Caleb? All right. Well, we talked a little bit about dry January, so we got that out of the way. Clearly, none of us participated in that. Obviously. Bro, I can't even participate in dry weekend. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I had a dry weekend. Been a long time. Yeah. Look at Geo's face. It's like when I see him on steroids. <laughs> I'm just like... Like, I'm, I have a problem. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. This gorilla. He's trying to remember the last time he was off a cycle. <laughs> Y'all are fucked. <laughs> I'm kidding, my guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're just busting balls here. Um, so we talked a little bit about dry January, and uh, now I feel like uh, a topic that's a major concern, especially this weekend, uh, the Texas border standoff that's going on between Texas and the federal government. And, you know, I just want to say, you know who is not included in this uh, little brouhaha at the border? Mexico. No one is even blaming them or asking, what are you guys doing to help out with this? It's a crazy issue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to throw it out there. I think they had till today to take it down. The razor wire. Nothing specifically. Happened. They have not. Yeah. Uh, My understanding, they have not. So you guys are going to get this episode. Abbott, Governor Abbott said, get fucked. So Texas sued the federal government saying they had no right to take down the razor wire that Texas itself put up to protect the border. Oh, did they take it down, though? Well, so here's what happened. So, first of all, Texas sued, saying that the federal government couldn't take it down. State rights. The federal government came in and said, yeah, we can take it down. So they started showing up. Uh, Border Patrol and other federal agents started coming and taking it down. Then uh, the, it went to the federal court. I think the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court sided with Texas, said they could do the border. Then it got overturned again. And now the now they can take down the race wire. And after that, that's when Governor Abbott said, no, 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 no. We have the right to protect our state's border. If you won't do your job protecting our border, we will do our job protecting our state's border. And then that's when uh, Biden just came in. You got 24 hours to take down the razor wire or else. He said or else doesn't know what that means. And like Jerry said, Governor Greg Abbott said, F you. And we're putting up even more razor wire now. And they are even offering 
uh, anyone who has land, any ranchers or farmers that have land on the Texas-Mexico border, they're giving them razor wire for free and putting it up for them. So my whole thing was this. Um, as a person in law enforcement, I feel like this has got to be very difficult. Imagine being in border control and you're like, I really want to keep these, you know, these people, these illegal immigrants out of the country. And they're basically telling me I can't do my job. And God, I feel like as a, as a person in law enforcement, oh, I just understand that, man. Don't do your job. We don't want you to do it. Let them in. They took your job. They took your job. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just feel like they do not bag these guys at all. It's like, here, man, protect our borders. Oh, Texas is already doing it for us. Well, then fucking take it down, and then and then you guys can just stand there and do it manually. Well, Border Patrol already has like a crazy stigma to it. Like, did you like even dating back to like that controversy like a few years back where they suspended a bunch of agents saying like they like whipped someone on horses when they're doing it, even though like <laughs> the media ran this story like they like whipped these like immigrants that were running on the border while they were on horseback and then the person who was taking the photos is like that's not true here's all of the photos and here's the other angle of that and it was like the most fucked up thing you could possibly imagine and those guys were like out of work for like a year and a half paid i hope yeah they were on leave and like but like biden was like i'm taking immediate action to suspend these agents like all this crazy shit come on man but I just saw an article, like, I was looking at this, is uh, apparently Biden got checked because Border Patrol has no plans to remove razor wire set up by Texas amid feud with the Biden administration. Good. So, And, and, and also to note that, too, there's 25 other states besides Texas who have joined on backing Texas and saying this isn't right, uh, the federal government isn't doing their job, and other states are, in fact, sending part of their National Guard down to the border. To help Texas out. So that's half the United States is siding with Texas here. And that's not just the state legislators. That's governors. That's almost like the whole state outside of probably some liberal cities. But a lot of people are siding with Texas here. That's half the states. I mean, obviously, we live in New York. They're clearly not siding with Texas since New York City is a huge sanctuary city. But this problem was brought on by the massive amount of illegal, uh, illegal immigrants that have been coming in since Biden took office. And lately, it's been outrageous, out of control. Some numbers even say I've heard like six million in the last uh, one point two billion. So you go ahead and you stack <laughs> spaghetti sauce at a store and in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings right, out Joe, the car. Slow down on, a little on, bit. On, on, on a make this make sense. What happened? Make it make sense, Joe. I don't know, dude. It's it's crazy because uh, earlier in the year Texas put up these uh, water barriers in the Rio Grande River. And not only were there these big like blocks, block, circle blockades, they had razor wire on it too, and they got sued by the uh, federal court system as well to take those out because they didn't want people drowning in the river. So first of all, they're already crossing illegally. Then they had to take these off. So now they want, you know, they're trying to set a buffer zone, but they can't really get a buffer zone because the river, half the river, they got sued. They lost on that. Even in Arizona, they started to protect some of their border. They were putting up shipping containers, double stacked to keep people as some sort of fence because. Some areas, there is no fence at all. It didn't get completed. They didn't build it everywhere. So I saw okay. that uh, 25 states are backing Texas right now. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that these states fight for state rights, right? Uh, and there's 25 states that aren't supporting a state's right to do what they want in their state. It's kind of fucked up. I hate that. 
I, I it's say- all political bullshit. Like, if this was an issue that was, first off, I don't understand why this is a poli- like a party issue where like this is not a party issue. This uh, is it, a your state be. has state rights, and your state is allowed to run the state how it wants to be ran. Right, right. Immigration as a whole is right now considered a quote unquote right wing issue, even though it affects literally everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like all Bro, they're literally letting terrorists into the fucking country. Did you see that video floating around? Yeah, I know. The, the, yeah, the fucking mm-hmm. dude comes in and he's like, You don't know who I am, but you will know who I am. Yeah. It's you just, will know soon. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing well, letting these people in? Well, how many cartel members do you think have crossed the border? They're actually probably the ones getting America paid. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot excuse me, the foothills Come of on, Himalaya. Joe. Come on, Joe. Xi Jinping. What are you doing, dude? Traveling with What him. are you doing, dude? But, like, <laughs> my whole point is the only time, like, you hear, like, major blue states complaining is when they're on their front door. Like... <laughs> Look at New York City, like Chicago. Eric Adams fucking. Yo, was Eric like, Adams was sounding like, like Ron DeSantis is, real quick when that like happened. Like, this is a state of emergency. There's so many homeless people sleeping on the side of the road. This is New York City, the greatest city in the world. Or when uh, who was it? Was it Abbott again or DeSantis that sent all those illegals to Martha's Vineyard? And they're like, oh no, Ron can't. DeSantis did they're that. Like, we can't handle. I think both of them have done it at different points. They're like, that. oh, v- Martha's Vineyard. It's where all the richest people in New England live. We can't handle these fifty immigrants. Oh, send them out, and they got rid of them within three days. So, you know, hypocrites, these uh, blue staters are. I mean, kind of sucks that we live in a blue state like that. It's just, like I said, that's, this isn't a left or right issue. This is a national security issue. Well, you're you're right. It should be an issue for everyone because the border, it's our country's border, and we should have the right to say who comes in. Who co- I mean, I have a list for you guys of stuff that CBP gives people a hard time bringing over and through the border that can get you locked up in jail, but like coming across illegally, illegally doesn't get you locked up, doesn't even get you deported Yo, or kicked back to your country. Wake up. <laughs> wake up. What was that? Wake up. <laughs> oh, God. But Jerry's just having fun with the soundboard. I mean, with Joe Biden, there's memes that memes plenty to go around. Like, I don't even know, like, beyond even Joe Biden, like, this shit is just stupid. Like, no, like, come through a port of entry. Why is this so hard? Like, anyone who comes through, like, all right, why is it people from the southern border are able to come through freely, but, say, someone who is on a student visa to be a doctor has to go through a hundred hoops and ladders because they live in India? I don't know. Like it, it one. A lot of people come here legally, but for the millions that are running around down in the south right now that came here swimming across the river with their family, dude, this is a crisis. Well, and it's crazy because not all these people are from Mexico or from South America. They're also from China, Taiwan. They're from all over the place. They're from the Middle East. They're from Africa too. So, you know, people instead of coming the legal way, they actually are still spending thousands of dollars to travel, get across all these vast lands, and then. Most of all, you pretty much have to pay a coyote, which is probably a connected cartel member to get you across the border. So technically, by coming here illegally, you're breaking a ton of laws and you're supporting the cartel. You're making you're enriching the cartel. So everything that's going on at the border is, dude, they say the cartels in all 50 states. So you're just enriching them. So this could be 
Oh man, we could it, things if things get ugly, the cartels could be involved, and there could be some crazy standoffs going on at the border and with like, weapons. To touch on your point, like, oh, what is Mexico doing? I feel like that's like asking the sibling that like has way too many fucked up things going on to like, hey, listen, and, I know uh, you're. De- um, uh, um, what am I doing here? What are you doing here, Joe? I have no fucking clue. Yeah, that's like asking like the family member that's like the black sheep though. It's all the like substance abuse issues like <laughs> hey uh you know we need you to watch your little cousin right now <laughs> like mexico has way too much shit on their plate to like worry about somebody else but you think they'd stop this other sh- this other stuff from coming in you know you think they'd stop or you know maybe give aid to the u.s so maybe there could be some different trade workouts or something with the board you know you c- it could be worked out better uh but it's crazy you got we live so close to canada have you if you guys have ever been on a boat in lake Erie? The moment you're on your boat and you drift a little too close to the halfway point and get close to Canada, they have Canadian Border Patrol. They are on your ass nonstop so fast. It's unbelievable. I got stopped before for drifting a little too close. Can I ask you a question? Why do all your issues seem to come when you get a little too close to like an island or a country? Or you're in the water usually and you get too close to something you're not supposed to get to. Why? Why do you always have these run-ins with people oh, like me? that? Yeah. The same thing at Epstein Island. You got a little too close, and they were like, yo, get the fuck out of here, bro, or we'll fucking kill you, basically. <laughs> and then Canada. like, Go ahead. Finish your story, though. Well, I'm just saying. Well, you got a little I, too close. I was out fishing. We were on a small boat. The engine cut off, and we drifted a little closer. Yeah. We were by the Peace Bridge. So if you get a, He was on a canoe with his, with no. his boy. <laughs> no, not that. his grandpa. <laughs> no, 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 no. we used to have a little you guys went skiing we used to have a little fishing boat and i was with my uncle oh. he, was thinking, he was thinking oh me. uncle touchy no no the really cool uncle uh but uh Is got he a drunkle no oh uh, yeah 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 he's a drunkle but got a little too close to that on the peace bridge going towards the canadian side and they were there within half a second it's like you know our motor just like stalled out for a second and we drifted and they like the, you would have thought we were doing something illegal. That's how fast they came over. It you was, were you were illegally entering a country that actually has border protection. Well, it's weird because like <laughs> Canada basically doesn't have any fencing or anything besides like port of entries. Like you can go to upstate New York and like the New York uh, Canada border by Montreal. Like there's really nothing there. Maybe just like a a, a fence that goes. Ready. I hate to bring up another Daniel Tosh joke because I do it all the time, but right. it's pretty easy to be the cool country of Canada when you have a fucking America right under you that's like, please fucking just talk shit to us, please. Like, just daring the world to talk shit. Daniel Tosh, how you doing, bro? Big fan. I hope he comes on. Yeah, It'd be amazing. This guy's the greatest joke teller I've ever heard. Perfect for today's climate of uh, comedy. Perfect. But yeah, I I told you guys, so, you know, we have such an issue with like illegal immigrants coming across. I just want to tie in a quick little tie into like cigars to this. Bringing Cubans into America is it's hard to do unless you get a connect through Canada or you're down like in Florida and someone could, you know, you know, a slippery fella will uh, bring some Cubans through a boat or, you know, a legal port of entry or on a speedboat or something like that. So you can there's ways to get Cubans, but like. The stigma of getting Cubans in the United States is, is it's really hard to get Cubans in the United States. Cigars, I'm talking about, not Cuban people. Um, so that's one thing that CBP will really press you on, bringing like, cigars in, but they have no problem with illegal immigrants from all over. I just find that crazy. I, I just want you to know they lighten the, uh, the rules on that. I think you can bring up to 20. 25 or yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, but don't you have that. to go to Cuba? No. Yeah, or to Canada and buy it. Well, first. yeah, yeah. Any, you you any, can import them. Yeah, yeah. Any country that doesn't have an embargo with Cuba, you can buy them. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. What did you say? 
What kind of people? A slippery fella. Someone who, <laughs> what you does know, that mean? They know how to like grease hands and palms and they know how to get things in illegally. Like, you know, drugs. They're, they're smuggling. They're smuggling shit. You know, slippery, slippery guys. They're like eels, you know? <laughs> like eels. Well, <laughs> slippery, you know, eels are slippery. You don't want to touch those bad boys in the water. Oh, especially an electric eel. Yeah, especially those. That's what I was going to say. You knew where I was going. Right. Caleb's <laughs> grabbing a lot of eels underwater, huh? No, With Uncle Touchy. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Well, here's some hard you, well, Listen, I get it. Oh, this is the code here. I get it. It's okay. Where did Uncle Touchy he get you? On the electric eel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you an electric eel later. You watch it, buddy. <laughs> but here's a couple hard things to get through CBP. <laughs> that, <laughs> that that they have they have they have no trouble letting illegal immigrants in. But you know what? You try to bring in, bring in absinthe. It's a type of alcohol. Absinthe, absinthe dude. Oh, absinthe. absinthe, bro. Why do you mispronounce so much shit? <laughs> You sound like Geo trying to fucking pronounce uh, Spanish words. You you can't bring in real wormwood absinthe. 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 Whatever. Absinthe. You, you can't bring it synth. in. Synth. Synth. Uh, Say it at the end. Nah, you can't bring it in with the wormwood from Europe. Even though like you can find it in stores that say with wormwood, it's not real worm, wormwood because it doesn't have that hallucination effect as you see in the movie Get Him to the Greek. So there's one thing. Um, let's see what else do we got here. Uh, dog and cat fur. You're uh, as of 2000. You're not allowed to bring dog or cat fur across the borders. Which I don't understand what you would do with dog or cat fur. You know, I'm, I think I am agreeing in this one. You probably shouldn't be skinning cats or dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many good jokes there, I can make right now. I'm not going to make them. There's a, you can make them. It's, you know, nope, make, nope, nope, make the show nope, fun. No, no, no. So certain. Listen, you already got the hard ones, buddy. Speaking of hard. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> so there's um, certain fish and wildlife that you can't bring across either. There's a whole list on the CBP website of wild birds, land or marine animals, reptiles, fish, and selfish mollusk and invertebrates that you can't bring in. There's also... Now, let me, t- let me just touch on that real oh, quick. Ahead. Who is not allowed to bring them in? Anyone. Us. Any- yeah, normal yeah, people. Normal. SeaWorlds can go grab a fucking orca out of the ocean and bring it right in. Oh, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. We can't bring an orca in. If I had a big ass pool in the backyard, if I had a fucking killer whale, you think I'm allowed to have that? No. But how the fuck does Sea World get away with it? Probably pay a lot of people. They know a greasy fella who can uh, grease some palms. Slippery guys. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. There are certain skins, tusks, bones, feathers, and eggs that cannot be brought into the country across the border. I actually knew that. They'll like ask you if you Mm -hmm. have like weird shit. Like certain like flowers aren't allowed past yeah. the border. They'll be like, yeah, well, if this flower grows in this region, it will destroy this entire ecosystem and kill everything and everybody, and which, no one can survive. Which makes sense. Like, you know, there's like certain uh, like fly species and shit that like inhabit certain flora, and if that were to go there, like they could like eliminate like a corn crop in like an hour, some crazy shit. I was just watching Sopranos, rewatching again season two. Um what is it, Artie Bucco brought in seeds from uh, seeds of arugula from Italy in the boot of his shoe because it was illegal to come across the border into the United States. It's, it's in season two, episode one or two. Go ahead and rewatch it. So even Artie Bucco was sneaking shit in. Yeah. Back in the early 2000s. <laughs> true, right. true story. Um, was that before or after they dipped his hand in the boiling pan or in his skin? Let me before, ask you a before, question. Before. So we have an episode title for this episode. Because clearly this is going to be the guy solve the border crisis. 
Um, how are, how are you going to fix it? Um, uh, just enforce the law. It's, it's as simple as that. Just you have these agents. They're so strict on some of these things that I've already talked about. But when it comes to people, no problem. It's just human traffic. Kids send them all across the country because they're sending these people to New York City. We said Martha's Vineyard, Chicago. They're going like they're and these kids are clearly not coming with their parents. They're coming with coyotes or other people. So it's like you're already human smuggling people. That's a crime in itself, right there. So I mean, so we're gonna, basically you're saying enforce the law, like you would if I was trying to grab a bottle of Blantons at the duty free. Yeah, be strict. You'd get in more trouble for that than you would coming across the border illegally and at at Texas Rio Grande. I think that was the joke. Yep. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. You'd be in more trouble. Yeah, my my thing would just be uh, tough on crime. Uh, enforce the law. We have laws for a reason. If, if you're not going to enforce it, then you're a joke. So it's like if a clown, if a guy in a clown suit with a badge came up to you and said, you can't steal, and he was going to enforce it, you would just laugh this clown off. So right now, everything that's happening at the border, it's like the so badges don't mean anything. There's some people I work with that I feel are clowns with badges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> but how would you fix it, Gio? Build the wall. <laughs> All right, that's good enough for me. I want the razor fence. Forty feet high. Well, and then they say And then a giant sniper tower. And anyone that tries to climb the forty foot wall just snipe them off. Well and then some of the original plans were like a hole that went sixty feet under, so you couldn't dig tunnels under too. Or else you'd have to dig sixty feet underneath the wall to make it. So that's a good idea too to go sixty feet under and then fill it with high. concrete and then build a fucking sixty foot razor fence, a hundred feet. I mean, uh they just showed a border between I saw a video of a border between like Gaza and Egypt and it was razor wire 40 feet high and they said they even had it went below so there no tunnels could be dug as well either so if, if if they can do it over there why can't we do it and you know rumors would say some of our tax dollars do go over there to pay for that as well so why not just pay for our own country you know it sounds like common sense i don't know dude here's a here's a weird one <laughs> What's a, yo I, hold on so we were having this conversation the other day we were talking about the homeless like a certain amount of money could fix the homeless problem mm-hmm. in the country. No doubt. Uh, I was thinking, why don't we, because Mexico is almost aiding these people into our country, right? Why don't we just take all the homeless people in our country, give them like $6,000, clean up their licenses, get them passports, and then send them all to Mexico. Send send our problem to them and they can send their problems to us. $6,000 in Mexico is a lot of pesos. That's what I'm saying, guys, dude. And they could get a lot of drugs there too, if they choose to. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> some of our homeless population just like wheeling around fucking Mexico in like Tijuana? <laughs> They'd be living like kings. That's what I'm saying. So, who was it who made the joke that was like, "Hey, Mexico would be building the wall." No, we need to keep them in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right, here's a weird one. I'm going through the list, and this is a weird one. Gold, certain gold coins, metals, or bullion are prohibited from entering the United States, and that is any gold from Cuba, Iran, or Burma, or the Sudan. They're, they're not permitted to, to come in the United States, which, that's crazy. How would they know where it's from? They've probably got the mint stamp on it. It's just gold. Melt that shit down, man. Yeah, true. Melt it down. Melt, Melt it, down. it down. I mean, I don't know any smelters, but, you know, if you know a guy. Smelters? I'll give you some to smelt. You know, if you know a slippery, greasy, eely type of guy, he might be able to smelt you some gold. Stop talking yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. All right, what else is on the menu here, Caleb? Because right. 
we we did a lot of talking on the border control and how we're going to fix this uh, this problem at the border and prevent a civil war because that's what we do. We're we're peaceful people. Yeah, you know, we're peaceful. We solved it. We'd like it to not get violent and just enforce the law, and maybe that would be the way to do it. But unfortunately, that's not how things are right now. What's on the menu? Oh, uh, changing subjects real quick. We said we're peaceful people. I think we're about to get real violent because another topic that we want to talk about is celebrities we want to beat up. Gavin Newsom. Oh, or have a fight dude. with Gavin Newsom. <laughs> is that a, that's a guy in your That list? is 100% with his plastic looking hair. Or punch me. He's just got a face you want to punch. Jerry, who do you got on your list of celebrities you like to beat up? I got to be honest. I'm going to I'm gonna free ball this one. So I'm going to let you guys go through. Give me like a couple minutes to think about the people I dislike the most. Bro, I have a list of like the top 50. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb has a list. I have a list of celebrities I'd like to beat up. And then I have also a list of the top 54 most hated celebrities as well. So um, We are not going through no, that No, no, no. I just want to go like I got to ask though. Real quick question. I'm, I, are we allowed to have women on our list? No. All right, then I got to redo mine. <laughs> Equal rights and lefts. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm pretty sure a comedian just got in a lot of trouble for making domestic jokes, Geo. Really? Hashtag save Geo from being canceled. Yeah. All right, I'm just kidding. I don't have to redo my list. I had no women on my list. Um, I thought it would be funny to ask. Can you pass me the Knob Creek 12? Yeah, let me just polish myself off. Give it a, give it a secondary pour. Bro, you have had what way too many fuck, bro. questionable... What, that was a double entendre? Yeah. Entendre. Entendre? Yeah. Double entendre? Yeah, I said it right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Entendre? Who the hell is Andre? Someone, someone in the comments correct that. Someone's going to get you for that, dude. Someone's getting you, Gio. All right. You're wrong. Just say I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Just admit you're wrong. I had to play it. Okay, here we go. This isn't a comeback to what I say. Gio is the most confidently wrong person I've ever met. He will be he will be completely wrong. Listen, I had to completely wrong, and he'll be like, Nope. This is how you do it. This is it. And you'll be like, No, literally, I just did that. That's not how you do it. All right. Nope. Do we that's want, it. Do we want to do my list? Because I have quite the wild list, I think. Or do you want me to go through some hated celebrities that are on the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. Because the hated this might help. Uh, this might help generate my list. Okay. Because I only have like maybe a couple people. I don't really like, Read go the through top my life. Ten. Top ten. Well, that's how we'll do it. All right. Well, here's one. This guy's way outside of the top ten, but I think he should be in the top ten. Alec Baldwin should be on the top ten. Wouldn't even be on my radar. Really? Yeah. He's, he's a definitely, fucking loser. He's definitely on my list. He's a loser. Here's murderer. One, here's one outside. That's why he should be in the top ten. No, he should be in jail. Here's one not on that list. Here's one way outside. Justin Timberlake. Don't know why he's on there. Very likable guy. Again, no, no. All right, well, go that, to the go I, to the I actual feel like top ten. This is 10, envious. Well, this is like envy. So here's a guy I don't understand why he's on here. Adam Sandler. What the yeah, fuck? Adam no, he's this number- list is nonsense made by some guy who's just like, I fucking hate all the people in Hollywood. Fucking hate them. All right. Okay. All right. So Sandler was ten. No, here's number like 36. Dude, what okay. the fuck? We said do the top 10. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm getting there. Taylor Swift is the only number 16, guys. I'm scrolling all the way up. I don't know why she's 16. She should be in the top 10. I ain't touching that. All right, number 10, Chris Jenner. What? Number nine, Lindsay Lohan. What? Why? I think because I don't well, know I mean, why. I get Chris Jenner because she like exploits her children for money. Yeah, not a good person, but it's not like a person that... If, if you've gone through... Be completely honest with me, Gio. Have you in the last month thought of Chris Jenner at any point? 
No. No. But I'm not no. A, like, my, I'm my the, wife watches that fucking Kardashian show on TV, and I can still tell you I have not thought about this lady one time. I wonder if this list was generated by women. Uh, here. Maybe. Uh, number eight, Kristen Stewart. I agree. What the I, fuck? You know what? Hate her acting. She was one of the worst actors of all time, but not someone I'd want to fight. Okay. All right. Continue. Number seven, Chris Brown. Deserves. Uh, number six, he Miley fight Cyrus. you back. Yeah, he would fight back. Miley Cyrus, number six. Simon Cowell, number five. Shia LaBeouf, number four. He is definitely someone on my I'd want to fight list that I wrote out. Do it. I would definitely fight. <laughs> do it. I would definitely want to Just fight. Just do it. Why, why you gotta you know beat up even Steven? What I I mean I, I'm not saying I would you know win in a fight with him, but I'd want to fight him because I hate his uh, politics. All right. So continue. I hate what he stands for. Uh, number three, Kim Kardashian. What? This yep. list sucks. Number this two. This list is terrible. Number two, Kanye West. <laughs> He's, he's fighting a mental health battle right yeah, now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Enough things are going wrong for he's him. He's fighting himself. <laughs> number I'm one, fighting for my life. Number one, Justin Bieber. He was also on my list of celebrities I'd want to fight. Again, a guy who just got like severe like Bell's palsy or some shit. The dude's like you haven't even seen him in like a year at least since his face went like droopy. Good. I have a good chance of winning that fight then. We're about the same size too, so I, I, I'm okay with that. Oh, around the same age, same size, I'd do it. All right. I'd fight him. Well, that list sucks. Yeah, I didn't like that list at all. Well, I have a... So here's my list of people I would personally fight. Okay, you just read some lists written by some lunatic. What's your list? All right, well, Justin Bieber and Shia LaBeouf were 100% on there before I even looked at this list. Um, I have Cenk Younger uh, of the Young Turks. It's a political show. He's also running for president of the United States uh, under the Democratic Party. I would love to fight him and his nephew, Hassan Piker, a popular Twitch streamer and YouTuber as well. Um, then I have Vosh. He is an internet communist. I'd definitely like to fight his fat ass. Uh, Jaden Smith. I'd like to beat him up. No, Will Smith's son. That's smug. That might be a hate crime, dude. That's smug. Be careful. That smug yeah. bastard. Um, and then, you know, two other celebrities. They were superheroes and Avengers. Mark Ruffalo and Chris Evans. I just hate their stance on politics. And there's just stupid libtards. I'd like listen, to, I'd like to, listen, I'm going to go next. Hold on. When, quick, when he's I'm done. I'm going to commentate on this. One. Ain't no one beating Captain America except Captain Vietnam. <laughs> Tasteless joke, yes. And Tasteless. Mark Ruffalo, uh, he's older now. I don't. Why the Hulk? Cause he's not as hard. He's not as hard as he acts. He's. I hate his tweets. His exes. I don't know, man. All right, not a fan. I, I feel like mine is like kind of weird. All right, let's hear yours. I, I'm just kind of like, I'm freeballing this, all right? Yeah. This isn't going to sound controversial, all right? I feel like this would probably be a good fight. I would like to fight Travis Kelsey. I hate him. Oh, see, now. No, no, see, you went like weird celebrities that are all like five foot eight, your size. Yeah, yeah exactly. Guys that yeah. pretend he, to be big. He yeah. was in his weight class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, my, perp, my I purposely left out athletes because I know I'd get my ass kicked. That's why I left see, out See, I think me and Travis Kelsey would be a good fight. I'm telling we're the same size. I probably been in more fights than he has. Yeah, he seems like a little bitch in fights. I'm just saying, he's he'd probably like dance or do some fucking stupid shit like he always does. He, he's a crybaby. He'd call and, his big brother. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't fight Jason Kelsey. No, I think he's a likable guy. Yeah, he's cool. So to yeah. to Travis Kelsey, if you listen and you ever get if this ever gets back to you, why don't you go smoke some weed, you fucking loser? Um, second to that, Chris Collinsworth. 
Okay. Uh, I would say he's probably a celebrity, right? Yeah, sure. He's a household name, right? Yeah. Uh, I fucking hate him. Uh, I I just can't stand listening to him. That's a man who, when I hear him, infuriates me. It's uh, like nails on chalkboard for you? Kind of, yeah. He's just like, it, it'll be like, I'm trying to think of like the most meaningless football game on earth. Uh, the Bears versus Patriots. And he'll be like, wow, doesn't Justin Fields remind you of Patrick Mahomes a little bit? Oh, my God, I just want to deep throat his fucking cock. Oh, I love Patrick <laughs> Mahomes so much. Like, he'll be talking about Pat Mahomes for no reason. Like, uh, dude, I hate him. Uh, he infuriates me. Um, I'm trying to think, man. I got a lot of, like, athletes that I hate. Athletes. I don't know. And I, I'm. All right. So we're at Chris Collinsworth. Uh, dude, like I said, I'm free balling this, man. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like actual, like any hockey players you'd want to take on a hockey fight. Cause uh, you're a hockey guy. Dude, there's a dude I'd love to fight, but he would probably kick my ass. Uh, Milan Lucic. I'm not a big fan of Milan Lucic. He'd probably fuck me up. The guy on skates. He's a pretty tough dude. I don't like him though. Still fight him though. Uh, if we're going straight actors, uh, Tom Cruise, fucking weirdo, weird fucking guy. Uh, like, that whole like, Scientology shit. Uh, I like I like that edge. His, he needs to get smacked in the mouth. Like his whole I'll thing. Uh, he plays a guy who's six foot three in every movie, but he's like smaller than Caleb. Um, when I saw his poster cutout for Top Gun Two or Top Gun Maverick uh, at the Applebee's, and he was bigger than me, I was like, "This is fucking bullshit." He's literally he's smaller than Caleb. Um. Obviously, you can tell I'm pretty passionate about wanting to fight Tom Cruise. I fucking hate Tom Cruise. But Top Gun was a great movie. See, I didn't watch it. I don't like Tom Cruise. I think he's a fucking jerk off. You're going to smack the Scientology out of him? No, probably not. (laughs) They'll they'll probably find out everything I've ever done in my life and try to exploit me like they do to their entire fucking religion. So, <coughs> and Danny Masterson, like you take them Ooh. both on two on one. See, he could be on your list. He's not on my that's, list. That, he's he's good. where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. He's where he needs to be. He's a he's not concerned. He's a predator. Fighting our battle. Yeah, right he's now. a predator. He's fighting Bubba. Yeah. Please don't rape me. Yeah. You deserve it, you piece of shit. All right, so you got three. Crew. No, that's four. Oh, okay. That's four. Uh, because I threw Lucic, Lucic in there. Right. I said he'd probably whoop my ass, but uh, aside from that. Dude, I don't really have like a lot of celebrity slash like professional athletes that I don't like. Chris Collinsworth, I just threw him in there because he's annoying. Like, obviously, he wouldn't beat up an old man. That guy. Well, you got one more person. Somehow, I got to think of something. Can I suggest someone that I'd like to see you fight? All right, Hunter Biden. Nah, that's a crackhead. <laughs> he's a crackhead. You don't fight crackheads. You don't arrest crackheads. You don't fight crackheads. It doesn't make you tough. To it pick just, on crackheads. Unless they actually do something that deserves really arresting besides smoking crack. I, I agree. I, I mean like a, 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 a like a boxing match. You and him. Not like a street fight, a street ball. Just like a certified boxing match for charity. Nah. For charity. I mean, what are we playing for? Narcotics Anonymous? For uh, all proceeds of uh, any illegal trade deals or sales Hunter Biden has made go to down to her. You notice I strategically didn't mention any professional fighters in this? Oh, well, In case cool. they're like, all right, let's fucking set it up then. I don't want nothing to do with that. I mean, hey, listen, these uh, streamers are getting big money for fights these days. I don't want nothing to do with that. Would you, would you fight Jake Paul? I don't know. I don't really hate him that much. I just feel like everything he did was smart. About- I, like, I actually, 
I kind of like everybody hates Jake and Logan Paul, but they're so fucking rich and they did everything. And then if we know one thing in Buffalo as Buffalo fans, if you want to really, I got it. I found my fifth one. Just so you know, um, in Buffalo, if you really want to get popular, just talk shit about like the bills. And I, I just feel like I know it already. I'm pretty sure. What's that? Is it Nick Wright? It is Nick Wright. It is Nick Wright. <laughs> so that would be my fifth right, guy. He, he I sucks. feel like I would just like to smack him around. He just reminds me of like this. He's like a fucking worm. If you've ever watched Nick Wright on TV. Hate him. Oh, dude. Hate him. He, he literally, he just says things to get clout and piss people off, which is kind of like what Logan Paul and Jake Paul do. They just figured it out and they get paid millions and millions of dollars to do it. You know what? You are almost their size too. So if you got if you fought one of the Pauls, you guys would be like almost evenly matched. So it'd probably be a good fight. But it, it, it it's almost like the same thing. They'll they, they won't do anything but box. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a boxer. Yeah, no. MMA. In a boxing match, I'm gonna get my fucking ass kicked. Yeah, no MMA, no street fight, no fight to the death, but boxing. Yeah, boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's different. It's a skill. It's All different. Right. It's if a we skill. find a way to set this up for some kind of boxing match, we're going to get Jerry the biggest payday of his life. <laughs> Let's go. You're going to take the dive? Let's go. <laughs> I'm taking the dive, bro. Are you kidding me? Don't put any money on me unless it's that I'm getting knocked out. I'm taking it. You hit me one good time, I'm rolling over, I'm taking the bag. All right, me and GR in your corner. We got this. Can you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay, we have to have Caleb. Puff down. this Opus X real quick. It'll help. It'll be like Popeye. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> the fix is in. <laughs> you know what? I had two more that I was just thinking about now that I would like to add. Neon, the streamer, the little kid, Neon. I'd like to beat him up. And then KF- KFC from Barstool. Yeah, KFC's kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't know if I'd fight him. I feel like he's irrelevant. And sometimes he makes me laugh. So He's okay sometimes. Uh, sometimes. All right, Gio, who you got? All right, Gavin Newsom for sure. <laughs> Dude's out here swinging high, bro. Right for the governor. Right at like a uh, person who might be running for president. Listen, you know, <laughs> if you punch him before he's president, you're okay. You punch him during the presidency, though. Jail gone. Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. Right. Uh, he was pretty. He's like up there because I just hate the way he talks. He just looks so like slimy worm. Like the he's a slippery, he's like the Nick Wright of politicians. He's a slippery eel kind of guy. I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> Um, swinging hard on the first uh, celebrity right there. Swinging hard. Oh no, no. Keep I mean, it, keep it, keep it. Do keep we it. do we consider politicians celebrities? Yes. Yeah. All right. One hundred percent. All right. One hundred percent. Notice there was one that I absolutely do dislike that you just would never say on air. Yeah. But this is all hypothetical, by the way, not a threat to anyone on this list. Correct. Just this fun. is fun. Yeah. This is fun. Still, not a violent human. Yeah. Don't want any uh, Secret Service or anyone coming yeah. after us for this. I don't know why they would come because I never said any names. Well, just saying, you know. Uh, let me think here. It would pra- like the fuck's his name? He's in a. He's in horrible bosses. Uh, Charlie Day. Not Charlie Day, and not uh, the dude from Arrested Development. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. No. Is that it? No. Jason Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Yes. No, no, no. The no, not not Bateman. Is Bateman from Arrested Development? Yeah. Okay, the other guy. I think is it Jason Sudeikis? Hold on. What what movie do you say? Horrible, horrible, horrible bosses. bosses? Uh, yeah. On. All right. Continue while I look this up. Like he's in a few movies, but he always plays like the same kind of role in all his comedies. Yeah, it is Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just want to punch him in the face. 
other than that, see, like, I actually do laugh at some of his movie roles, but, like, there's something about him that annoys the fuck out of me. I don't have a really good reason, but that's up there. Um, hmm. Let me think. Who else would there be? Any athletes? If I went athlete... Uh... Brady. That's insane. I, I have That's to. insane, dude. You I know would... why I would go Brady? Because the amount of pain that he caused me as a Bills fan for 20 plus years. You'll never see what he did ever again. Exactly. But I, I can punch You have him to respect it. You have to put a little respect on it. I don't like the Patriots. I fucking hate Tom Brady. I respect To it. fight him? I respect him. He's the GOAT. I'd rather fucking try and steal his girl. I think... Tom Brady would kick Gio's ass. I don't think it's possible, but obviously, I would like. I would rather try and do something like that. I would never try to fight Tom Brady. I think. I think Tom Brady would kick Gio's ass. I don't. I think so. (laughs) I don't. I think Gio would fucking choke him out in ten seconds. I think. I think Tom Brady would beat Gio's ass. Brady's forty-five now, bro. He's got old man strength, (laughs) and he's got he's got a little size on you too. He's like six three. Is he that tall? Yeah, he's tall. He's tall. He's taller than you think. Yeah, I like my chances. And he seems kind of tough too. I'm going for the he's knee. tough <laughs> knee bar. He is tough. He's getting the knee bar. All right. Uh, hey, hey, hey! It's a good celebrity to put on your list. Uh, all right. I got two more. I said Newsom, Jason Sudeikis, Tom Brady, and uh, geez, there's I could have. Put me on the spot thing here. I had all day to think of these. You didn't two. do your homework. I mean, Jerry just thought of his on the fly too, but he was better at filling the pauses here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As uh, I'm talking, I'm thinking. Yeah. You got to be able to do both, Gio. I think Gio should fight Bradley Martin. It'd be a good one. I think he, he'd kill Gio. Bradley uh, Martin's whole defense of why he could beat Nate, Nate Diaz on like English is, dude, I'm 240 pounds. Now, again. Didn't Mal- they talk about that in person, too? Yes. Nate and Diaz. Nate Diaz is just like, dude, no. I, I would knock you out. First off, Nate Diaz cuts to 170. Not many people know this, but like out of fight shape, he walks around about 200. So that difference is a little bit more negligent. Add in the fact that we are talking trained fighters. Like, there is not a single... Continue your list. There's We're not going to start yeah. going down the UFC rabbit hole. Yes, we know. <laughs> trained fighters can beat everybody up. Yes. Um. Oh, who's that fucking streamer, uh, Jack Doherty, that walks around like this all the time? And, like, oh, that little kid? They eat like that little ass. He's kid? like twenty years old. Yeah, he's about to get fucking canceled. Yeah, everybody fucking hates that kid. Yeah, but I want to punch him. Yeah, like, it's just you can fight him. Good. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not a good person. I'm just saying he's like a yeah. kid. Because like that dude does some bitch shit. Like he'll like fuck people up and then have his like security guard like try and like fucking prevent it like when you're being a complete asshole caleb was telling me off air he wanted to fight that little kid from ryan's world (laughs) i i think we should get caleb front of your dad's out there caleb said he wanted to fight the kid that's funny (laughs) i think it would be a good fight i think we should actually have caleb fight andy milanakis (laughs) that would be fucking amazing like just to he's gonna walk right in he's like because this my show you can't tell me what to do on the afterhoof, though. <laughs> um, then lastly, I think it would probably need to be... <laughs> I 
variety. The dude from Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi? Yeah. Like Bon Jovi himself? Like yeah. The Bon Jovi? I, I, yes. I John, forget, John the, Bon Jovi? I forgot the, his first the name. The guy from Bon Jovi? You mean Bon Jovi? Yes. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> guy almost took away the bills. Okay. All right. I get you. It makes sense as a Bills fan. Uh, I don't even think we listen to any of his music here in Buffalo anymore. I'm pretty right. sure it's off every jukebox. We take our team seriously. Wow! <laughs> Live it out of breath. Uh, yeah, Caleb talking about beating up children. Little alarming to me. <laughs> he, Ryan, Ryan wasn't on my list. Right, dog. If you if you're listening, to my it was girl. all. Uh, it was like the opposite of the Titanic. It, it was specifically women and children. <laughs> yeah, on my list. Yeah. I do like that you added Tom Cruise. I would like to add him to my list too because we're about the same size, and I'd like to slap the Scientology out of him. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. He just strikes me as a guy that, like, if you talk to him in person, would be so fucking fake. Just so fake. Scientology, it's got a hold on him, and they won't let him out. But, uh, yeah, that was a good conversation. That was funny. Good moments. Good moments. I can't believe you said I wanted to beat up Ryan, a kid who's, like, 10 years old. It's funny, though. Dude, it is what it is. Uh, You can fight the Walmart yodel kid, too. <laughs> Mason Ramsey. <laughs> I'll fight the backpack kid who is doing the flossing too while I'm at it. Uh, all right, just set a- up like a uh, like a Mortal Kombat style tower. We're gonna, but f- Caleb has to fight, and they're all children. Yeah, we're gonna make it though. So I, we're gonna find a uh, YouTube child sensations and see how many we can line up for Caleb to fight at one time that he can beat. Oh, it's like that hypothetical question yeah. I asked you. How, like, would you beat up four hundred-year-olds or hundred four-year-olds? But we're gonna do it with, like YouTube celebrity teen kids or preteen kids. I would take the kids just because you know if you beat up four hundred-year-olds, there's a significant risk of death for them. <laughs> I don't want no manslaughter charges. <laughs> it was all crimes aside, what would you rather fight? A hundred one hundred year olds? No, a hundred four year olds. One hundred four year olds or four one hundred year olds? I feel like I'd get in more trouble for beating up a hundred four year olds, so I'm gonna go with the four hundred year olds. They're already knocking on death's door. I just think it would be quicker to get it done with. That would just be like a <laughs> chore to fight a hundred four year olds. I mean, technically, you don't have to. You don't have to kill the four hundred year olds if you just push them over. They're probably done for. So very minimal effort. You're not gonna have to waste a lot of energy. Broke their hip. Well, they'll die slowly, I guess. Um, get, make sure they got life alert. Listen, we have a lot to get done in like twenty-five minutes. Yeah, that's uh, a right. lot to get done. Um, hope you like those two little segments right there on the border wall and uh, celebrities we would like to fight. But yeah, that being said, dude, we got to get in a patrol gone wild. I hate to feel rushed here because obviously we have this virtual herf. We can't be late to yeah. the virtual herf, right? Yeah. All right, and now time for patrol gone wild. Brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Makers of such fine cigars, such as Mikidia, Sin Compromiso, Sober Mesa, and many others. Without further ado, let's roll. Patrol Gone Wild! We're doing it big! Alright, I am up first. This is a story out of the New York Post that we have. Uh, what do we got here? Lo- loud snorer, snorer allegedly stabs neighbor to death after long-standing feud over invasive noise. So this is out of Pennsylvania. A man killed his neighbor... And they had an ongoing feud for over 18 months of loud nighttime noises. Uh, their homes were connected. So it was like a duplex or something like that. So you had Christopher James Casey, 
uh, photograph there. 55 was arrested Thursday for fatally stabbing 62-year-old Robert Wallace on Sunday for an argument that stemmed from his neighbor's snoring. Uh, I don't know what this Christopher's guy's problem was. His neighbor was just having a great sleep, clearly. Uh, this happened 20 miles north of Philadelphia. And uh, it turned out while Casey was eating his dinner, uh, his neighbor was sleeping and uh, snoring too loud. He got up on his porch, began yelling, and they were yelling at each other. And this is where Casey stabbed Wallace in the chest several times with a large military-style knife. Oh, wow. And I thought he, Jerry was going to do this to me in Jersey. So I was going to wait for him to finish the story, but I was going to say... I fucking get it, dude. <laughs> I fucking get it. Because in New Jersey, I wanted to fucking kill Gio. Like, I almost was going to assist the undiagnosed sleep apnea with a pillow and just stay in my queen-size bed, but I went nuts to butt with Caleb on the pull-out couch. <laughs> the couch pulled out. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, seriously cool. it was so annoying, and I completely understand this to a point. Imagine living next door to this this monster. That's got to be so bad if you can hear it through the walls. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. Even, like, when we went to Vegas, it wasn't an issue. The thing I don't understand is Gio goes, yeah, when I get really drunk, I snore in my sleep. I'm like, dude, you had, like, three three Miller lights. What the <laughs> fuck? I don't know. Maybe it was the bad. I got no excuse. As to, like, like, no, it didn't make sense because, like, we didn't get to go out. We didn't get to do anything. We went to, like, that bar, had a beer. Then we went to the next bar, they served us one beer, and we went back to the hotel with a case of beer, and had like one or two each, and then like that was it. We're talking like four beers in a six-hour span. I got nothing, man. He's like, yeah, when, when I get drunk, I snore. Well, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I literally left the room. It was disgusting. It was well, disgusting. Well, before the stabbing to death incident, over the last 18 months, there were 12 calls to their residents. All for a dispute between these two neighbors. No one wanted to move out. And uh, as of right now, Casey is charged with third-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, and possessing instruments of a crime. His bail is set for $1 million, set to premiere in court on January 29th. $1 million. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a funny story, dude. Uh, who's going next? Is it me? It's all you, buddy. Oh, fuck. I wasn't ready for this. Uh, <coughs> woman scared of bad weather calls police to uh, report a fake burglary. Um, this is out of the New York Post from two days ago. Uh, I thought this was kind of a funny story. Uh, I feel like shit like this happens all the time at work. So, oh, let me get to this microscopic fucking uh, writing. An Alabama woman called 911 to report a bogus burglary at her home because she was scared of bad weather, according to police. Kelly Ginebra, 39 years old, called emergency dispatch center in her hometown of Dor- Dothan on January 9th, claiming that there was a burglary in proce- uh, progress at her home. Uh, apparently, this lady was just scared of the weather, so she reported a fake burglary at her house so the police would show up to the house and pretty much take her away. Uh <laughs> She did not want to deal with the heavy rains. She was afraid of the bad weather. Uh, they did end up uh, charging her with a, what is it, one count of making a false report to law enforcement in a misdemeanor. Nothing crazy, but, uh, dude, Gio and I, we deal with shit like this all the time. People reporting fake shit. It's always a fake gun call. It's a fake gun call because they know, hey, if I say there's a gun here, there'll be 25 <coughs> cops here in two minutes. And 
what's super annoying about that is it is so dangerous because we're obviously going thinking there's an extreme priority call the service there. Not that, you know, apparently her needing, you know, being scared of the rain isn't important, but it is less important than someone dealing with the threat of a firearm. I do want to throw it out there. Uh, I apologize for uh, my reading skills there. Uh, I do not have my contacts in right now, so I didn't realize how small the print was on the on the article, so I had to squint a little bit. I was misreading words, so I do want to apologize. You were like that uh, Fry from Futurama meme? Like- yeah, I'm like, what the fuck does that say? It's like amazing I can see the iPad right now. So mm. Rough day. I'm still in sweatpants and fucking a hoodie. Shout out crown heads. Nice hoodie. Love you guys. But, uh, yeah. We deal with this shit all the time. Uh, it's a misdemeanor <coughs> charge. Obviously, we know it doesn't really hold much weight. I don't know how it is in Alabama, but here, you don't even see handcuffs for something like that. Yeah, you're, you're out. You're catching release. Mm-hmm. All right. So, brings- Gio, we'll let, we'll let you get into yours, buddy. All right. So, the headline I'm reading is, Hero Police Officer Coincidentally Enters Convenience Store During Armed Robbery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, you want to play the clip first? We'll go with the clip first. Sure. Now, there's no audio, but, you know, this is clearly a 7-Eleven or something of that nature. And, uh, guys, you know, in his money, officer is going to get his free coffee. Cause that's what we all do at 7-Eleven. Then he realized what's going on, and bad day. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I got to be honest. Why didn't that fucking store clerk say something sooner? Uh, he let the police officer walk by. Obviously, this cop is probably in there all the time. Right. You could just tell like through that interaction. Kind of like how like when we go to our local store, I read the girl's name tag. I know them all by their first names. I know them by their nicknames. I'm a really nice guy to them. You know what I mean? Like, you're in there all the time. You deal with these people. Why the fuck didn't he just be like, yo, 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 I'm getting robbed, I'm getting robbed. You know nothing's <laughs> happening in that moment. All right. It's over. So These dudes are all uh, pussies. The gun was probably fake anyway. Uh, no, no, no. This was actually a real gun. Okay. But, so, security cap- security video captured 40-year-old Ramon Gonzalez holding up a 7-Eleven in West Covina, California. The mass suspect is seen exchanging words with the cashier. And Gonzalez is seen pulling up his sweater to show the employee what's underneath. The hidden item was a loaded gun, according to police. Mm. Gonzalez is handed a bag full of cash. Uh, Then Sergeant Hernandez is seen walking into the store. And once he realizes what's going on, uh, he catches Gonzalez when he runs out. And the weapon and $400 were found in Gonzalez's possession. Dude, you know that sergeant definitely, he got all the glory and did none of the paperwork. So <laughs> it's unbelievable for but, him. But uh, yeah, Gonzalez, in a California resident, was booked on robbery, felony possession of a firearm, and carrying a concealed weapon. And in California, that's a slap on the wrist <laughs> and an appearance ticket. We'll see you in a month. And yeah. to them, we thank you for your service to bail reform and protecting this country. Uh, this man should be shipped to Guantanamo Bay or Mexico immediately. Expedite him out of the country. Not a good citizen. No, Those are my thoughts. If you're stealing, you know, you got to pay the price. Or, you know what? If you don't send the well, guy to jail, I get it on the gun charges, probably have to go to jail. But if you're going to rob someone, uh, I always say go big or go home. 400 bucks is not a big robbery. But you know what? If you're going to have to, like, make up for that, I think you should have to pay that guy or work $400 worth to pay that store back. 
I get it. That's your solution? Well, I get the gun. Robbery at gunpoint is one of the highest charges in most states. Well, I, in well, New York, it's well, actually taken seriously. Well, I get, like that is a serious charge. Well, I get the gun charge, but like you've made somebody fear their life. Well, I get the gun charge, but like for the robbery itself, like dude, go big or go home. Four hundred is not a lot. I'm trying to pick up what you're putting down. What I'm thinking you're trying to say is, if you're gonna fucking rob somebody at gunpoint, don't hey, rob before. Yeah, don't from yeah, don't rob the Seven Eleven. Rob the bank or yeah. or rob like a high stakes poker game where they're playing for thousands of dollars. I like, get you. I yeah, see yeah. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. He's saying the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now, but I'm saying for the money taken, I feel like that should be paid back out of like yeah. the. I agree with you the 100%. The felon's pocket, yeah. Oh, yeah. Restitution's uh, a real thing. But Oh, yeah. Are we all done? Everyone's yeah. talking wild? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get I'm into... I'm just fucking with you, dude. Yeah. Let's get get into... to your point. I, I got to the point. All right. What's the point? Uh, the point is we're newly now, killed. Yeah. Well, first, that... you know, there's some things that need to be said. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hold on. I got to pull up my other script. <laughs> my other script. <laughs> I, uh, obviously, make sure you guys are checking back next week for a, another... Patrol Gone Wild segment sponsored by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Uh, we appreciate those guys. We appreciate what they do for us. Um, fantastic cigars. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of the consensus lists that are going around right now, but DTT did very, very, very good. If you've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to smoke the Mikaria, Papa Papasaka. Papasaka, Saka Khan, the Krakatoa, the Krakatoa. All of these cigars red were on lovers. Ha- red meat lovers. Mm. All these cigars mm. were on the half wheels top twenty five, um, and I'm pretty sure they did very well across the board on most lists in the consensus. Most, so yeah. uh, make sure you guys are checking them out because they put out fantastic products, and we are very lucky to have them as a sponsor of the show. So uh, DTT, we love you guys, and keep fucking making bangers, dude. And Steve, we should be seeing you soon, buddy. Hint, hint. Nice. And he won a lot of awards as well. That being said, Caleb. Time for news with Caleb. All right. Up first, we have a big one. And I know one that you guys, uh, Jerry and Gio, and fans of our show are very excited to hear. We have the first My Father Tatawahe La Union collaboration near his release. So this is big news. Uh, You guys send the picture right away. I know you guys are excited about this. So. Uh, we are doing a uh, team up of my father and Tatuaje, and uh, who else is in there? Is that is it just them two guys? Yes. Okay, so just them two guys, and they Don are... Pepin, Jaime Garcia, and Pete Johnson. So they are doing four different blends, each rolled into seven and a quarter by fifty double Corona, with a one hundred nine style cap. Uh, two cigars were blended by the Garcia family of my father, while Pete Johnson blended the. Uh, other two Tatuaje brands. Uh, cigars come in packaged in boxes of 40, keeping with the union. Each box contains 20 cigars blended by the Garcias and 20 by Johnson. Uh, first of these boxes, the black boxes, are almost ready to be shipped to stores. I saw that red box, and I'm looking very forward to maybe, possibly. I saw the price tag of the boxes for the 40 cigars. I'm not particularly happy about that. $2,400. For the 40 cigars. Uh, but the red box with the broadleaf. Ooh. And Man, it's then, got me tempted. And the other one has a, uh, what was it? it? The blend was like almost similar to an herb, right? We 
A Criollo. Criollo. Yes. So the red box has the Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Along with the broadleaf. Yes, with the Connecticut broadleaf as well. So we've <laughs> um, got a Peo de Oro in there as well, too. And I the golden hair that we, we just smoked. Palo. Palo. And we just smoked <laughs> a cigar that had that too, right? Yes. Uh, the, the Don Pepin Garcia yeah, go. uh, 20th anniversary cigar. Yes. I was going to yes. say, I know, we just, I know <laughs> we just did it. And like uh, Jerry said, uh, MSRP on both boxes, $2,400 or $60 per cigar. Uh, limited to 1,500 boxes per color. Uh, 1,200, which will go uh, to the U.S. market. Each box comes with a Zycar Z1 Perfect Cut cut light perfect cut cutter so perfect there, cut cutter so there you go perfect you, got cut cutter. you got that as well too so uh they have not announced the ship date yet i have already seen pre-orders for these um this is like kind of the opposite of like these giant collaborations that you see that i saw announced two years ago that still have not surfaced amongst <laughs> the world uh yes i'm talking to you arturo fuente and george padrone when the <laughs> hell are we gonna see these even half wheel has it listed as lol for the on release, release date, date. Laugh out That's loud because you're never going to see it. Uh, this it gets announced, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be almost readily available probably by the time this releases. Awesome. At least some of them, the black boxes, not yeah, the red. Yeah, the red is uh, still waiting. Which exciting stuff out of Tat, but unfortunately, even as a big Tat guy, um, it ain't a box you're buying. Maybe you, if it's really good, you might buy a five pack. Do you want me to break this down? That is my mortgage for three months. <laughs> Uh, we know Jerry got that is my mortgage and my house payment COVID or that wait that's my house payment and my car payment for two months oof insane insane but if uh, for all you tat fans out there (coughs) if you're looking to get a box there you go I think we know a guy that'll probably buy some (laughs) we'll see we'll see what we got next all right up next we have Rocky Patel is planning a new 60,000 cigar per day factory in Nicaragua so it's going to be in uh, Esteli. It would be their second cigar factory as well. Um, and they just announced that they are going to try to complete this in the second half of 2026. So it's going to be on a 14 acres of land in Esteli. And uh, 60,000 cigars a day. That's That sounds insane. That sounds like money. <laughs> uh, money and also sounds like regular production out the wazoo. Um, the facilities will include a cafeteria medical facilities, and a cigar entertainment slash man cave style lounge there for uh, visitors. All I can think about is uh, Grandma and Happy Gilmore. My fingers hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Rocky's walking around. Now your back's going to hurt because you just got crop duty, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they have the medical facilities. (laughs) Right? (laughs) When it opens up, we'll have to... All jokes aside... uh, that's that's great news. I just yeah. uh, obviously it sounds funny to to have a parody of Rocky Patel walking around like the factory. Ben Stiller yeah. and that. <laughs> yeah. You're in my house, Grandma. So, so this factory is gonna be right down the road from AJ Fernandez's uh, factory as well. So it's gonna be right down the road from there. Damn. So between there, you're talking like probably a million cigars a month. Nicasuino. I mean, think of all the amazing factories that are. They're in Nicaragua too, so Crazy. dude, that place is loaded with tobacco. Exactly. Yeah. So uh big things come from Rocky Patel, so be on the lookout for that in twenty twenty six and after that. Yes, sir. Coming faster than you think. 
All right. Up next. Now, this I this is a totally random whiskey news story. I came across it in a reel, which I have. If uh, We can play that reel, but we are going to play a little clip about Crab Trapper Whiskey. So it is Crab, uh, crab Whiskey. We'll just get to it. Green crabs are being called the cockroaches of the sea. For years, they've been ravaging marine ecosystems everywhere from New England to the Pacific Northwest. That's why a distiller in New Hampshire is turning them into whiskey. Will's making his fourth batch of crab trapper. For each one, he buys roughly a thousand live crabs from a harvester on the New Hampshire coast. Will's been an environmentalist his whole life and loves pushing the boundaries of what can be added to whiskey. Part of this, why it's made a big story is because of the ick factor in using crab in a spirit. But I don't think I've had anybody taste it who was put off by the flavor at all. Crab flavor alone isn't very appetizing. So he adds a blend of eight different spices, coriander, mustard seed, dill seed, fresh bay leaf, paprika, allspice, clove, and cinnamon. That's all combined with the distillery's base bourbon to form the final product. Will hopes his concoction will inspire others to get creative with green crabs. That is fucking disgusting. And Caleb's sitting over there right now. He's like, mustard seed, fucking disgusting. Not at the fucking green crabs. I'm thinking this is a bottle I buy, bring on to the show, and have you guys drink. I won't drink this. And I'm telling you, if you make me... You would try it? I'd try it. I don't like seafood, first of all. So, like, immediately I'm turned off. Like, so turned off. See, I mean, this actually kind of made sense to me. So, like... Crab meat is a sweeter meat, so like I feel like in a spirit like that makes sense just from a taste perspective. The blender slash distiller said it has an ick factor, like a no to yeah, ta- to it's take ick away because- from the ick factor. That's why yeah. he added the eight spices and herbs. Yeah. So this is a four year old aged bourbon. It's uh ninety proof, I believe, as well. Um a lot of people are saying this uh it kinda tastes like shit. No, they're saying it's like a fireball, but it could also be like a Bloody Mary taste. Like, in addition to like a Bloody Mary, you can make a Bloody Mary with a whiskey. All right, that's weird, but yeah, Caleb, you buy it, I'll try it. I, if I could find it, I could try to like buy it. I feel like this would be an it, interesting It looks like thing it's a try. shooter, right? Like, that's all I, I got. No, no, that's that's probably a 750. I no, guarantee that might that's be a, a pint. That might be a pint. That shit looks fucking disgusting dude it looks like a broth being brewed in a fucking mad oh, scientist factory now my guess is it smells disgusting yes man. that's yeah. what i'm saying i'm not dude i'm so turned off i'll start dry heaving on the show i i won't do it this would be like caleb having to do the fucking one chip challenge for me um well if we can find it is 65 dollars a bottle so i would I rather that's take pint, that 65 bucks and literally buy almost anything so uh a review of i this. would try the cbd one before i tried that and that has no alcohol in it. Yeah, it has zero alcohol. Um, it's described as a briny fireball, which sounds pretty gross. Yes. But I saw the reel, and I was like, dude, this sounds crazy. I got to make sure this is a real thing. And I found out it is real, so. I'd try it. Jeez. Oh, no, it's it's a, it's a half pint. That's not even a pint. It's a 200 milliliter bottle. So 65 bucks for that. Holy cow. That being said, now that we're done talking about disgusting fucking whiskey, <laughs> crab whiskey, uh, this reminds me of like the uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they become crab people. Uh, uh, listen, Caleb, did you get through your cigar review, buddy? Yes, I am all Perfect. done. So uh, going with the appearance on this thing, a nice big double band. I gave it a nine on the appearance. Um, so here's where it took a little hit. The burn. I'm not one for a lot of touch-ups. I gave this thing four touch-ups, giving the burn a seven and a half. I don't know what it was. Could not keep this thing lit. I lit it up, you know, retouched it up four times. Uh, construction, I will say that the stickers were both really hard to get off. 
Uh, it was pretty flaky on me as well. I gave it an eight and a half for that. Draw. I went V cut. I uh, just peeled a little bit of that wrapper off here. Um, I don't know if it was a cut or the construction. I'm only giving it an eight and a half for the draw as well. And enjoyment. I'm giving it an eight and a half. It was a funny episode with you guys. Um, additional notes. It had a cool little pigtail on it. It it's a great smelling cigar. It is very smoky. And for taste wise, I got like this very woodsy taste with very light chocolate, but overall very mild cigar. No bite, no pepper, no nothing. Easy to smoke. So uh, overall <laughs> score, 84. 84? Yeah, so 42.5 times 284. Holy shit. Uh, all right, the Alec Bradley Post Embargo Blend Code B15. Uh, the appearance, I gave this a 9. I like the double band on it. It looks like a really cool cigar. Uh, obviously, Gio and I were doing some research. Uh, I don't know how hard you guys... Uh, I don't know how you guys as like, consumers and as us reviewers of cigars and like doing shows and podcasts, if you guys know how hard it is to find shit that comes out before PCA and like Q1 of a year, but we're, we're going back to like Q4 to find shit to fucking yeah. smoke. Uh, that's relevant. Yeah, that's relevant. We obviously want to make sure the topics and the, the, the cigars that we're smoking are relevant. Um, it's fucking hard guys. It's fucking hard. Uh, the appearance, I gave this thing a nine. I did like the band. Yeah. I touched on the double band. I liked it. Burn, I gave it an 8.5. I didn't really have to touch mine up, and it had it had a very even burn to it. Uh, did require some touch-ups, though. Uh, I don't know what you were, were talking about with the flakes. I didn't really get any flakes. I didn't really have any issues with it. Uh, I gave it a 9. Uh, I didn't really see any construction issues. Uh, it is soft to the touch. The cigar is... I mean, it's not really a firm cigar. It's pretty, pretty soft. Uh, the draw, I gave this thing an 8.5. Good smoke output. Very smoky. Uh, not really harsh, the retro hail on it. Like I said in the beginning of the show, not really much to it, man. Uh, bringing my overall enjoyment to a nine. I didn't really mind it. Uh, I just feel like this is just kind of what I expect. Uh, I gave this thing a 44 overall, bringing me to an 88. Uh, notes, I would say if... You had a couple of these laying around for, you know, a beginner smoker. Maybe this is a great introduction to a smoker. Uh, I wouldn't want to, like, punch a person in the face with an absolute spice bomb and make them completely turned off from cigars. I feel like this would be a perfect introduction cigar to a non... Uh, like Or, like, a newer cigar smoker. Notes. I feel like it was, like, leather. Um, like Like a creamy taste to it i mean nothing crazy uh that would really be all my notes to it i like the pigtail on it as well i had to bite that off though so straight cut mine just throwing that out there geo how'd you do bud all right i got mine all finished up so appearance i gave it an 8.5 uh it wasn't anything crazy i looked at the box it's your traditional like darker stained cedar the bands you know really out there like you didn't like the bands um I mean, I wish I would have been able to look at them a little bit more, but I mean, look at this shit. They dude. all are they. We all have the same issue on the band. Yeah, yeah. Pulling like, each of the bands off was like, tough. I don't know if there was just a nut. There might have been too much glue, but I don't know. Like, I'm not really gonna shit on it too much. Like the actual like look when they're you know sitting nicely, uh, pretty easy. I will say it. I don't know if you had this issue, but uh, did you have trouble getting it out of the cello? I felt like it was really tight in the cellophane for random. That was just my thought process. Nope. But 
All right. Burn, I'm with you guys. I touched this thing up a ton. I thought it was me at first, but uh, apparently not. But I gave it an 8 on the burn. Construction, actually, I thought this was one of the better constructed Alec Bradleys. Like, I had almost no flakes on me at all. So that was my issue there. I mean, Ash and I want... Uh, like I said, I mean, touching back on the burn portion, little uneven, but, I mean, not really much you can do on that front. Uh, draw, I went with the punch. Really good smoke output. What I'm noticing, this cigar seems to be uh, pretty cut universal, which is nice. Uh, not something that you always can say. Enjoyment, I gave it a 9. I actually enjoyed this episode. It was really fun just shooting the shit and talking about the randomness. It's kind of a little bit more of a throwback to how we are actually... You know, not trying to be super cigar media. And then if I could do a sixth category for flavor in the uh, ABCDs of cigars, I'd give this a nine. I really enjoyed the flavor. I actually completely agree on that. Uh, I didn't mind whatever flavor I was yeah. getting. Like I said, we don't claim to be note guys. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you I'm learning what leather is. I'm learning Obviously, some of the weirder, more obscure tastes that we can get. I like the flavor as well. But that brought my total to a 43.5, bringing me to an 87. Now, to touch on that flavor, and I was just, obviously, it makes sense. This is meant to be like what a post-embargo Cuban cigar would likely taste like when, you know, these factories would be able to work with your Nicaragua. And this is another thing you get in Cuban cigars. They're usually pretty mild. Yes. They're not going to punch you in the face. This is exactly what you would expect when you smoke a Cuban. When I smoke the Monte Cristo number two, it's like the same thing. It's very yeah. light. It's mild. It's not going to fucking kill you. So I think they nailed their concept. I just wish that, you know, there had been a little bit better burn, things like that. Like for I, we have to look at this, too. This isn't like your traditional $20, $30 cigars that, you know, Alec Bradley does make some expensive sticks. This is a $10 one. So that's why I think we saw a little bit of issues on things like, you know, burn or too much glue on the wrapper. Yeah. Well, I like this cigar. Not the highest rated cigar, not the worst rated cigar. Caleb, I don't know. You may you had obviously a different experience. But that being said on the cigar, any closing notes of the episode, my friend? Uh, um, what was the total score? Overall? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the total score? You know what? Maybe this one just wasn't for me, but overall score from the three of us, 86.33 round down to an 86 overall. So, you know, it's still above an 85. Not bad. All right. Uh, just what like just wasn't for me. All right. What do you got for closing notes, my friend? All right, guys. Just uh, for those of you who are uh, joining our monthly After Herf uh, online virtual herf, we'll see you in a little bit. Everyone else, you know, tune in. Uh Follow us on the After Herf as well. But, you know, thank you for all the support on the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, especially. Thank you guys for all the likes and comments. We appreciate that. And just make sure you're keeping up with us. And we got the TikTok too. And, you know, anything else, just keep following. Keep up the likes. Appreciate all our listeners and followers. You guys are the best. Yeah, that was really nice. Gio, what do you got for closing notes? Anything? Yeah, you know, thanks again to our sponsors, Crown Heads and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Appreciate you guys as always. And, you know, be sure to check us out for our main shows on a Cigar Hustlers Podcast Network. Make sure you're searching for us, guys. I know I get a lot of messages about people not getting our main episodes. It's important. Got to clarify this still. <laughs> but, yeah, that being said, Gio touched on it. Make sure you guys are checking out Crownheads at crownheads.com. And make sure you guys are checking out Dunbarton to, uh, Tobacco and Trust at dunbartoncigars.com. Uh, both sponsors of the show. We appreciate you guys. That being said, we'll see you guys next week. Next Wednesday. Peace out.
fellas. The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.